search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey everybody and welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy and we are your partners in crime, wine, and time because we'll be in your ears for the next hour or so talking about some crazy shit, right Sarah? Oh, indeed. And <laughs> up top, I just want to say thanks everybody for listening and sticking with us. Um, you know, we were definitely bummed about Casey leaving, but totally she's like doing the best thing for her. And we're so excited for her and everything she does in the future. So we're going to be trying some new stuff, just the two of us. But um, we, we just want to say thank you guys for sticking with us and um, just continuing to listen. We love you all and super appreciate everybody. Yes, and we love Casey. We swear she did not join a cult, even though that really would track for her. <laughs> not, she's not on a cult somewhere. She's still in Long Island, in Queens. Not I think if anything, her. like, the three of us are a cult. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm still doing Pina Grigio shots around the clock. I mean, not oh, yeah. after 5 p.m., 4 p.m., depending, but yes. <laughs> I'm literally already planning my first drink of the night, so Ugh, I feel that's that. All we got. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we got. So we, we want to try some new things, some new games. Um, we we kind of came up with this one yesterday, tentatively calling it Headline Hunters. I also <laughs> thought about calling it Ripped from the Headlines. I love it. As a nod yeah. to our uh, esteemed personal friend and colleague, Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is. Uh, I'm texting him right now. He said he doesn't mind if we use it. He said he's really chill with that. So we Great. could potentially, yeah. <laughs> Let us know which one you prefer. You can DM the podcast at NATC Pod, or maybe we'll just put up like a poll on the story after yeah. this episode. Or we'll and switch you- what it's called every week. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, we might as well do that because we kind of stopped doing the sign-offs. We forgot, so. Oh, I for- I 100% forgot about that. <laughs> I think because Hillary Duff took over all of our lives from yeah. Architectural Digest to just life. So really, she kind of took over the sign-offs. I truly was going to text you about this, but then I was like, no, Danny's going to be too into it and we're going to have to do it. But I was like, what if we do a segment called Duff Dates and it's just <gasps> Hillary Duff updates? I knew it. Uh- uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's the new podcast name, guys. We're yeah. changing. The, that's Bye. all. Okay, I am going to do that. I'm gonna beat that. Like, I'm gonna beat that dick wolf. I'm gonna. We're doing updates. Okay. That's fabulous. Oh my god. Yeah. So I guess in Hillary Duff updates today, we're gonna get so many bad reviews that are like, you spent eight minutes talking about Hillary Duff. Um, I'll print those out. I will print those out. If you want to give me a one star for talking about Hillary Duff, that one star is Hillary Duff, and that's all that matters. She's a queen. Love it. Uh, she did do that architectural digest thing. And honestly, her house is like surprisingly pretty normal. Like famous people, rich people house, but not like Kylie Jenner. Well, you know why? It's because she, it doesn't, she's not reaching for anything. She's not like, oh, I want to show off. She's like, I just want this. I want a cute place to slice a lemon. And that's what she does. And she's I like, I just want to make, a, I want to make focaccia bread. And that's all she has to do. I do love her bathroom so much. I think it's, I mean, Hillary can teach me how to pronounce it right. I think it's her kid's bathroom, but I really loved the bathroom and I'm happy to move into it. I will Was that the one with like a full ass desk in it or the one that looked like every 1970s pink bathroom? Every 1970s pink bathroom. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Yeah, that was, 
an interesting choice because I mean, like I said, it just looked like every every school public bathroom. Like <laughs> it's weird. Um, we well, also we put up a yeah. thing on our stories, but it's probably going to be expired by this time. But we'll probably uh, you know do some more Hillary Duff updates on there. Um, so back to headline hunters, Danny. What's your headline? Okay, well, I saw this headline just pop up and it immediately took my eye because we're just talking about headlines before we jump into the, the nitty gritty story. Headlines that it's not gonna take up the full episode but we had to pay homage to them. So I saw <laughs> this, music exec funds fake VMA event dubbed New York City's Fire Festival in an alleged scam. <laughs> I mean, it had me at VMAs and Fire Festival. So yeah. Yeah. Fake VMA event you had. Yeah. <laughs> and also I'm like, are the v- aren't the VMAs fake? I'm like, who yeah. is still watching them? Who's doing anything with them? They like How didn't do- really happen this year. Like they had, no. we covered the red carpet, but they had like three people. It was very strange. And it's always, the, the only people showing up to a virtual red carpet are the people you don't want to, you don't care about seeing. <laughs> I'm just Pretty like, much. great. Yeah. I'm glad your Uber has arrived on time. All right. But this uh, event, music insider Matt Forrester was promising to host the after party for the VMAs, like with every single performer that was there, like J-Lo, The Weeknd, Maluma, all these names he just kept on throwing out, which I mean, you tell me where Maluma's coming and I'm coming right there. Yeah. Uh, to the point, and it was, I also was confused. I'm like, how are people hosting events after parties right now? Because outdoor, and Yeah, like when that, no one's at the actual show. <laughs> that's what I was confused about. Uh, but he did manage to convince a few people, most notably record executive Scott uh, Copel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I don't care. We don't know. Uh, yeah. And it's spelled he got, like Copel, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, Copel, not Copel. Yeah. Uh, he, he got him to pay thousands of dollars to sponsor this weekend long event. And he was able to do that because he told him, okay, it's the official like after party for the VMAs. You're going to get commercials on MTV. You're going to get everything. You're going to get logos. Lady Gaga might tweet about it. You know what I mean? He really was selling this well. He even said like 50 Cent is coming. He's doing a whole event. If you're, if you're not going, you're not, you're not, you're nobody. <laughs> <Cut two. laughs> Surprisingly, the celebrities didn't show because they didn't know about it. MTV was not remotely involved. Uh, the red carpet that he laid out for it was truly just like a sign that said VMAs. <laughs> <laughs> and it got busted by the cops for being too loud, probably because people are shouting, where is J-Lo? J-Lo was in bed with a My favorite thing was that they it started to unravel because like one guy who was invited, like knew 50 Cent and they yes. told him that he was going to be there. So he called up his friend and was like, hey man, like see you at the party. And he was like, what party? Like who? And like 50 Cent loves to party, I feel like he loves to show up places. He would have come if he knew a party was happening. So he's he like, would I'm have. Not. I also love that this was at the Mondrian Park Avenue, which I've been to like many times. <laughs> Ooh, okay, it's actually a Sarah. fun place. It's, a, it's like a fun place. They have a cool like almost club situation downstairs. Um, apologies for the fire truck that's apparently That's them coming to arrest you because you were with this scammed event. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, I will say though, like, I hate the trend of every failed event suddenly gets dubbed like fire festival because listen, we didn't even hear about this event. Fire festival was the highlight of my 2017. Like you need to put some respect on Billy McFarlane's name (laughs) for really pulling off a truly failed event. 
such like if no influencers got on a plane to eat a yeah. cold cheese sandwich, don't call this fire festival. Exactly. That is fair. There needs exactly. to be Exactly. You just got scammed. But I love it. Um it seems more like in the vein of another certain scammer who's terrible at throwing events who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that though. Okay, here's mine. Monate to refund more customers after two-year Florida in- Attorney General investigation on fake product claims. Okay, so that headline was not exactly spicy, but here's the gist. So basically, like for, I guess, the past two years, the Florida Attorney General's office has been investigating our favorite shampoo company on reports <laughs> of fake product claims. Um, and I think it did have to do with how they would say, Um, all these things about how it would make your hair healthier and even stimulate growth when in fact people were experiencing the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. So the outcome of this investigation was basically Monate signed an agreement with the attorney general. Um, They did not admit wrongdoing. They have to pay $250,000 in fees and investigative costs. They're also banned from making misleading claims about health benefits, safety, or performance of the products. And they have to give customers their money back. Like I want the, this has to happen for every MLM. Like what, what, let's let's not beat around this bush no more. I know. Why does every state's attorney general have to like investigate what? it on its own? I guess <laughs> our our attorney general is like busy. Yeah, well, like <laughs> guys, like you know, it, I, why do we have to like give them like? Oh, by the way, Monate, you need to talk about this. There's bigger fish to fry. I yeah. will say I did piss off a lot of Monate heads on the TikTok, despite me not knowing what TikTok really is. I just oh my god, post things there and forget to refresh it. Same. But I made fun of Monet and they're all like, hey, actually, hey, actually, it's really good for your hair. And I'm like, okay, actually, you have lawsuits against you, babe. Like, I don't know. I don't know yep. what to tell you. Yep. Um, actually, like, two two girls that I know on Facebook are, are into selling this shit. One of them has been selling it for a few years. One of them was selling Unique and then switched over to Monet. I'm like, oh, my God, you just went from one sinking ship to another. Like, don't do it. Abe, get off the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just don't do it. Um, but so, so just stop buying that shampoo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) today we're going to cover honestly a fun, a fun one. A fun one. It's a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. We did get a, a recommendation for it in the DM and I screenshotted it immediately and was like, oh, this is up our alley a hundred percent. So we're going to be talking about Belle Gibson, the Instagram scammer, she was big in Australia. If you don't know who she is, um, I mean, I sort of didn't really know who she is. I did not know either, but then I, let me tell you, after this episode, you're going to go on so many deep dives because you can't look away. She it's, puts, a, yeah. It's, she's kind of like the, I almost want to call her like the millennial um, Theranos, where it's sort of like, you know what I mean? Like it's that on Instagram. Because it's not just like an Instagram scammy thing. Like health gets involved, everything gets involved. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was kind of thinking like, I mean, I obviously got huge like Vicky Gunvalson vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BVGE, yeah. And, and we'll see why. Um, I mean, okay, whatever. Spoiler alert is that she faked having cancer. That's, that's the hook. Like, yep, that's the hook line and bitch F you, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So she was born at Annabelle Natalie Gibson on October 8th, 1991. Wow, a fellow Libra. <laughs> You're like, wait, I'm on her side. <laughs> uh, kind of. Well, yeah. I have to be diplomatic, so maybe. 
Um, her parents are Andrew and Natalie Dalbello. And according to her mom, Belle's father was just a sperm donor. She also has a brother, Nick, who she claimed had autism in like her early blogs, I guess, and that she'd have to care for him. But he does not. And he was understandably pissed that she would say that. Um, she also claimed that she had to run their household from the age of five because her mother had MS, which her mother Natalie refuted. And she has told media outlets she's barely done a minute's housework in her life. It's about attention. She's always been like this. Already so insane. Yeah. She also said that she grew up in Brisbane, and I'm sure I'll get dragged by our Australian contingency for our pronunciations. Um, also, as like a sidebar, I just feel like as an American, you sound like such an asshole pronouncing Melbourne, you know? Melbourne, yeah. Like, I know. just let me say Melbourne. Like, just let me pronounce the R because I feel super pretentious otherwise. Well, the only thing that has shifted in me, because after I watched Instant Hotel on Netflix, which is based in Australia, I now say Margarita. I said, instead of margarita, you need to have a margarita because that's what, I don't know if it's actually how they pronounce it, but it's how <laughs> babe, babe and Bondi pronounce it. So that's my I love that. Facts right. I feel like that honestly sounds more Jersey. A <laughs> 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 margarita, my water. Um, it all goes together. <laughs> it all goes together. Okay, so she said she grew up in Brisbane and left her family when she was 12 to live with a classmate and then later lived with a family friend. Here's a weird thing. Um, according to this interview that her mom did, she did leave home at age 12, but says she began a friendship with a man in his 60s and moved in with him. Ah. It's kind of, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a huge, huge exclamation point. It's like an <laughs> exclamation point inside the yellow triangle. <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on? Okay. Um, the mother also said that Belle had expensive tastes and was addicted to the computer. Same. So. Same. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, and I think also this is kind of where, like, you see that she just tends to make up stories. So in some interviews, she claims that she was homeschooled. In others, she said she went to um, a state high school and dropped out in year 10. And that's... That's her early life. Seems a little shrouded in mystery, as the early lives of most scammers tend to be. <laughs> it's like you really just, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. Well, and I feel like all these influencer scammers are like, I didn't have a life before Instagram. They're like, I was born when I mean, same, but... Zucky yeah, laid this out. And I was like, well, no, I was a, I'm a MySpace bitch through and through. I just hop oh, on yeah. Insta when I can. If we were still doing top eights, I wouldn't even be on a feed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I miss MySpace. I was like low-key being a web designer. I shouldn't oh, have given that up. I was coding with Carly Kloss on MySpace. And now, alas, <laughs> I don't, now I can't even count. So I really <laughs> took a few steps back. Smart girls who code or whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something in that vein. Yeah. Um, so she gained notoriety in like, I don't know, like early 2010 era. So she became this like big food blogger and author and her blog was called The Whole Pantry and she got really big on social media and her Instagram handle was at only bell, which is no longer active, which is seriously a bummer. I would have loved to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I love to look at it just to see like, okay, what, how did you get big in the first place? And like, what type of content were you um, pushing? But then 
then again, when I tried to do that for our other famous Instagrammer, um, I couldn't wrap my head around why she became come big in the first place. That was like another rabbit hole of confusion. Um, okay, so at her height, she had 200,000 followers on Instagram and she would promote like these controversial slash dangerous practices like um, anti-vax, Gerson therapy, which is basically this low, a very strict low salt organic fruit and vegetable diet. And every day you need to drink 20 pounds of crushed fruit and vegetables, have three or four coffee enemas, and also maybe castor oil enemas. What the what? fuck? I, I, I want, I'm both afraid and I want to Google what entails a coffee enema. Like, I don't, are we talking a Trenta straw? Like what goes on? And also my thing is, no bitch can tell me not to eat salt. Like that's just on the table. <laughs> just, lost me an enema. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I think this was also Australia. This girl was Australian and like what's going on over there. But there was that one woman who claimed to like only eat bananas and she ate like, you know, oh, 20 yeah. something bananas per day. I forgot about that. I just like the mushing of that <laughs> just makes me vomit. It makes me never want to look yeah. at that yeah, I mean, I I know that I eat the same like sad meals day in and day out, but at least I vary it up between the meals. Yeah, or like throw a different dressing on. You get a little flirty with it. <laughs> a little exciting. <laughs> yeah, you flirt with your baby. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, ugh. So, in um. Oh well, the grossest thing. I mean, I thought like she also advocated for the consumption of raw milk. Oh my god! Yeah, what? I don't even understand what that. Which that is not even like, cause I didn't, I, I mean, I'm an idiot. I also didn't totally know, obviously like cow's milk and everything like that once it's in a store, it gets some stuff in it, you know, zh, zh, zh it up for humans. She wants you to go right to the, like, she wants you to really like babe some pig this. Like she wants you to go to the farm and just lay down and suck up some milk, which no one should be doing. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> not sure. Yeah. Like non-pasteurized milk which no doesn't sound healthy i'm good so in 2009 she said that she was diagnosed with brain cancer and had six weeks to four months to live and how this is kind of how she like i think rose well i don't really know if she rose to fame faster but i think people this was she definitely got more attention yeah as you tend to do when you claim you have brain cancer so she said that she had like at most four months to live and she said that she stopped chemo after two months to go on a quest to heal herself naturally under the direction of a doctor named mark johns which like okay that sounds fake that literally sounds like someone was like mark jacobs i mean johns you're like there's no there's no mark <laughs> johns doctor i mean as we've discussed many a time you can't trust anyone with multiple first names that is gospel and that's on John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> um, okay, so she, she claimed she was using Ayurvedic medicine, a diet omitting gluten and sugar and oxygen therapy to like treat this cancer. And then months later, she was completely healed. Okay. Yeah. So then in August 2013, she launched an app called The Whole Pantry, which had all these recipes, and it was reportedly downloaded 200,000 times in its first month, and the app was even included in, like, Apple promo material, and was apparently a default pre-installation on the Apple Watch, so, like, this girl was, like, 
She made a big. I was gonna say she also made bank because I feel like that's like a that's a partnership deal too with Apple. Yeah, that's fucking huge. So she was a big fucking deal. What? Um, make apps. Yeah, I know. I don't know. The, we got to take our MySpace coding and somehow. Well, I feel like you know what they should have. They should have a food app just called Apps for Apps, and it's an app, and you refresh it, and then it tells you what appetizer to order. Like, I'm sorry, okay, where's that on this. my Apple Watch? Where um, is my Apple Watch deal? I would like to say, can we instead call it App Roulette? Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. Now we're now we're dipping into an aioli of creativity. Ooh, this is good. Okay, we need to have someone dip. like keep a record of all the inventions we've created on this podcast. You don't know how badly I want to task grab it like a computer coder for when I'm drinking wine and getting my ideas. I just speak <laughs> to them and they pick one and they make me millions of dollars. I don't know how to make that like shark tank. I guess I'll call it drunk tank where it's just me <laughs> in yes. like, a padded room with a bottle of wine. Making millions for everybody. I'm obsessed. I feel like you're just going to be talking to a recorder like you're an <laughs> investigative reporter, but like talking to yourself. <laughs> but then I sober up and I'm like, the idea is like a stove? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, this is nothing. And also it already exists. Like it already I was trying exists. to invent a fork. Yeah. I'm like, so guys, it's called gravity. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out. So then also... Uh, a, a penguin company, like a subsidiary of Penguin Books, put out her cookbook, which was called The Whole Pantry. She really like leaned into this branding. So I kind of respect it, but I also wish that she'd gotten like a bit more inventive. Yeah, because also I keep on waiting to like interpret it as like a pun or a silly thing. I'm like, oh, the whole. I'm like, no, it's just the pantry. Okay. Yeah, it's the whole pantry, but also weird because she doesn't like seem to really eat a big variety of things. That's true. I'm like, babe, my pantry has Cheetos in it and you're not eating those. So I don't know what, uh, what am I supposed to do with my whole pantry? Yeah, it's not the whole pantry. Yeah. <laughs> that book came out in 2014. And in the book, she claimed that her diet kept her cancer free for two years. And then this is kind of where things started to like jump the shark a bit. Because I think when you have these scammer people they can never just like stick to one thing. They always are constantly like upping the ante. That's the thing. It's like, you got it good, girl. Just quit while you're ahead of your scam. You got like, yeah. you, got, you can't lay all your cards down. You can't. That's Don't why do I whole, would be a good scammer. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know when to back out? Oh yeah. Well, first of all, I would quit before I even started because <laughs> I have no confidence in myself. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I somehow made it, I would be like, cool, now I'm going to fade away into obscurity before anyone catches on. You do the Adele. You drop it, you leave for five years, maybe do a something else, but then you're just dieting and Ellie hanging out with Nicole Richie. It's exactly. Good hack. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So what Belle did, though, in 2014, she claimed that the cancer, I guess, had come back, and now it spread to her blood, spleen, brain, and uterus. And she claimed that in one Facebook post on the whole pantry page. But then in another one, she said it spread to her liver and kidneys. Then when she was questioned about it, she said the second diagnosis was a misdiagnosis. Um, and then she claimed that she would be seeking traditional treatment and took the posts down. Then when some journalists published their first article exposing her, she started editing posts, deleting comments, and basically just purging her social media accounts. Of everything. And this is when I'm kind of on Twitter's side of how you can't edit things. I'm like, because if you tweet about shit, it's out there. You can't, you can't go back and be like, oh, JK, I didn't say that like pumpkin puree healed me. <laughs> like you can't back yeah. on that. 
You know what? Now, now I think it's for the best because like if we, if Trump could edit his tweets, there would just be no way to tell what would be real and fake because like sometimes I see people will Photoshop fake tweets from like celebrities and stuff and you, it's impossible to know if it's real. You just have to kind of like trust that it's fake. It really is just like a blind trust or just being like, what? Sure, this is it now. Like, okay, Deborah Messing, whatever you have to say. Deborah Messing, yeah. Like there's that one really good tweet about, oh my God, I forgot what the first tweet was about, but Sarah McLaughlin replied and was like, let me know if you need a sad theme song for this. And I was like, did she say this? Like, I don't, I don't know, but I want to believe it's true, but I feel like no. I mean, she, but at least she knows her brand. She knows that bitches are here to cry to Sarah. No one's putting her on their pregame list. (laughs) That would be a weird pregame. Yeah. But what I will say about Belle so far is she, so she's doing a lot of this peddling of this fake holistic-y approach. And some of it, I mean, so it could be chalked up a little bit to lie. Just, okay, she's a liar. But it does get extra scammy, especially because she's selling it and profiting off of it and then doing some other stuff too. Yep. So the first thing, unsurprisingly, because we touched on it, she claimed that she had the brain cancer and healed herself with these natural remedies. But on top of that, she also said that because she's kind of, you know, a healed person and wants you to spread love, a whole pantry, you know, very much like overnight <laughs> oats energy, like that overnight oats when you're like, ringing, and you're like, Belle, shut the fuck up. Oh my uh, God. She claimed that she would donate all the money from her whole pantry app, which I'm assuming was astronomical because downloaded so much on an Apple watch. Um, and also the book sales to charities, i.e. like a fundraiser for a boy suffering from cancer, just kind of to help people out that are suffering. Uh, she also said that she would donate money to fund schools in Africa, maternal health, uh, kind of highlighting on her story about her being the home, like the home caregiver when she was growing up, all this stuff. And also yeah. Australian organizations like One Girl and the Asylum Seeker Resource. Okay, not for nothing. Like, I feel like, it's so many of these scammers have this like weird white savior complex. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this girl doing trying to fund schools in Africa? Why Africa? Do they even I, want you? I know it really reminds me of like the mean girl scene with Janice Ian. She's like, I'm a little girl with a monkey. And, like, when she like called yeah. out, uh, <laughs> with like, the birdies uh, and the monkeys. Yeah, the birdies and monkeys. Like, that's just like what they want to be. And it's like, no, you're a mean girl, Katie. You're a bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> all these girls with their calcium bars thinking they're angels. Not quite. Yeah. No, and you're a scammer, Belle. You're a scammer, Belle. And case in point, so she got over $440,000 of sales from her app and book and only donated around 10K, failing to deliver the promised 300K, which no duh raised doubts just because it's one thing, if you don't want to donate any of your money, don't. But if you talk a big talk about it and these places are kind of like, sort of for like expecting you to donate to them and help them out, they're kind of going to be like, hey, wait, where did that come from you're kind of just we're saying that just for like personal clout that right and i also read that she really only started donating when people were like hey like what like you said you would do this what happened yeah she got like venmo reminder basically donations where it's like oh shit rent was due okay here's here it is and you're like no baby africa you was like hey <laughs> you up <laughs> hi hun you promised this so uh, she and her company, uh, Increment Road nominees, only, yeah, so like you said, only started making these donations after being called out. And then she sort of just totally more and more unraveled from there. So basically, as I always like to trace the process of how things started unraveling. So it kind <laughs> from of relationships started, to scams. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it started with my father. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so it kind of started in 2014 where Belle gave this interview in the Australian and they were kind of asking her about this second cancer diagnosis. So as I kind of mentioned earlier, she claimed it was an error because her medical team in Germany, which like, sure, yeah, I guess. Like, why would you have a medical team in Germany? But they used this thing called magnetic therapy to diagnose her, and it was like this error. I don't know. Um, yeah, what is magnetic therapy? I don't know. I was going to Google it. I'll Google it. I'm like, that is the X-Men. That is X-Men. That's them being like, okay, so I used telekinesis, and like, it turns out to be inconclusive. Yeah. I mean, it's also just weird to me. Like, why? I don't. Yeah. Why do you have a medical team in Germany? It's, it's very much, well, you know who it is. It's very Anna Delvey. Like, oh, my team in Germany. Everyone is using oh my teams God, yeah. in Germany. Yeah. My fake accountant, who is just me with like a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> like going to get more samples from Costco. Like, yeah, I'm the accountant now. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. After this interview, this was when like her friends and some former employees started being like, wait a second, her story doesn't add up. And they started talking to members of the press. Um, one friend said that she asked Belle when she got her diagnosis and Belle said she didn't know. Which, what? You're not going to not know. Especially when you post like, about make it. Make up a date. Yeah, yeah. Like, this doesn't make sense. Make up a date. Then the friend asked who her doctor was. Yeah. And get this. She said her doctor's name was Dr. Phil. Babe. <laughs> like this is such... There's going to be such the office vibes when Michael's like, who's your dentist? And Dwight's like, Crentist. Oh, yeah. No, it reminds me like when I'm on a first date and I lie about liking a show and they're like, who's your favorite character? And I'm like, um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, she's not on Game of Thrones and she's a real person. Like you kind of like you just kind of panic answer. And that's what she did with Dr. Phil. No last name. Yeah, she, she was definitely just watching Dr. Phil or like watching... <laughs> The Cash Me Outside girl. I actually don't know if that had happened at, at that point, no. but regardless. Um, well, she was probably watching the girl who was afraid of this pickles. mysterious Dr. Phil. Wait, what? Do you never, I, I'm going to post this into the group, the Not In The Truth Crime group when this comes <laughs> out. There's a video of a girl who was afraid of pickles on Dr. Phil. I think that, that she definitely was watching that because that happened like 07 or something like that. And she runs out of the like set because she was so afraid of pickles. Wow. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. I need to know why, but I can see her being afraid of pickles. Yeah. Okay, well, she probably should have gone to Dr. Phil, but then this friend was like, when she asked if Dr. Phil had a last name, Belle said she didn't know. <laughs> and then when she asked, like, oh, where did you go to see this guy? Like, where's his office? She claimed he would pick her up from her house. Okay. These like, are that's an Uber such... driver. <laughs> yeah, like... These are just terrible, terrible lies. Because they're not even <laughs> thought out. They're not even trying to be convincing. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go through all these steps, you, you need to have a backstory. Yeah. What's Dr. Phil's last name? What, is, what are his motivations? Why did he become a doctor? You got to think it through. You got, oh, my <laughs> God. You, got, you have to put as much detail as you put into, like, the couples you're watching on a first date at a bar when you plan out, like, what you think their life is, you got to put that into your fake doctors, honey. That's just the name of the game. Yes. Also, I love that you do that too. It's all, oh my God, I miss it so much. And I'm starting now to like watch a little bit with couples being out and about. 
but I, it's my favorite. I'm like, I need to know what's happening to Ted and Mary on this date that their parents set up because they've both been single at age 35. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I go there. Okay. I'm Degrassi. I go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So then, then a former employee also kind of piped up and noticed that Belle would post that she was going to the doctor when really she was going to like the dentist to get veneers, which I also was her dentist named Crentist, but <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. But you're kind of leading people to think that you're going to get cancer treatment when you're off getting like this aesthetic beauty thing. Like low lift. Yeah. She also, sorry. Um, she also lied that she'd gone through multiple heart surgeries and suffered multiple strokes. Um, and then she even claimed that during one of her surgeries, she died on the operating table and came back to life. <laughs> like it's like girl true calling energy. Yeah. Like that's not, no. Yeah. Like you got to keep it believable. That's the thing. She's getting too creative. At least like she's very a much little. Doing a cre- yeah. Too creative. Yeah. She's like, yeah, like the Shonda Rhimes show, like after the first season, when they're like, oh, but what if there's an earthquake and this person dies and then comes back to life and has a twin? Actually, no, that's Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> oh, she is literally, she would be cast on Pretty Little Liars in a heartbeat. Yeah, like this girl's season seven, Pretty Little Liars at this point. Facts, yes. Um, And of course, there was like no proof of this. She never provided names of like her doctor. She never had any scars, which like if you're having open heart surgery... You're going to have, like, a scar from it. Um, So she made all these claims, but, of course, never provided anyone with the name of her doctors or had any scars to show for these alleged surgeries. So with all these things together, people started being like, what the hell is up? And who is this bitch? bitch? (laughs) And (laughs) in 2015, she ended up confessing to... Uh, this Australian magazine called Women's Weekly that none of it was true. So, well, yeah, like, well, um, and then Consumer Affairs Victoria ended up launching an investigation and then brought civil cases against her and her company, Ingerman Road Nominees, which as a sidebar kind of sucked because her, her business partner, a Clive Rothwell, didn't know about like any of the deception um sucks yeah and then um a federal court judge upheld most but not all of the allegations and then ultimately fined her for five separate contraventions of australia consumer law act and ultimately she was offered to pay a fine of four hundred and ten thousand dollars so yep pretty which i mean is crazy high but also that is less than what she made from her book and her app that she scammed everybody to get so like honestly she's doing more than breaking even from her i know like what is she doing with the rest of the money i know well or maybe like she has to give it all back and then but that doesn't seem like what happened right and then i also feel like she'll find a way that like clive has to pay for half of it and i also feel like she won't pay it back so he's gonna have to end up paying for all of it i mean poor clive she's yeah, I feel like anytime you make a scammer pay money, like you know that you're just doing it for fun. Like they're, they're never that, giving that to you. They're giving you like an Amex gift card that was expired two years ago. Like, <laughs> run it, run it just one more time. It's a yes. cheap and pin. <laughs> well, here are some updates about uh, this little Belle Gibson. So her recipe book was 
not shockingly withdrawn from Penguin Publishing right after uh, she confessed that all of this was made up in March 2015 and the app was removed from the App Store as well uh, in January 2020. So this is now cut to like five years later. Uh, news came out that she could not pay her 500 grand fine. Her home was raided with quote unquote search and safe, uh, search and sale warrant after discovery, she couldn't pay the 500K. Damn. Um, what was she doing she, with it? She had so much time to pay this. <laughs> yeah. And also she could have just like sold articles about herself to pay the, I'm just saying, babe, use your brain. Uh, so again, in January, 2020, uh, she said that she was taken in by an Ethiopian community in Melbourne. Uh, she was shown in a video wearing a headscarf and speaking uh, Oromo, telling interviewer her name was uh, Sabantu. Very Lindsay Lohan okay. going on now. We have gone, yeah, full Lindsay Lohan, like completely off the rails. Yeah. It's a very 2020-esque twist because it makes no fucking sense. No sense. <laughs> I remember when I read this, I was like, oh shit, this is about a different, because you know, sometimes on uh, websites when the articles just blend together when you keep on scrolling, I was like, oh, I yeah. scroll too far. This isn't about her anymore. I was like, <laughs> oh no, this, this is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> You're like, wait, she, Sarah, I think you meant to put this in a different outline. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, nope, this is, this is still uh, our girl Belle. So she said, quote, my heart is deeply embedded in the Aroma people. I feel blessed to be adopted by you. Uh, and then she also said that she claimed she was involved with the Aroma community for four years, first beginning as a volunteer. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, not surprisingly, the Australian Aromo Community Association president told the Australian that the group hadn't been aware of this woman and <laughs> also had no knowledge of her crimes. They full on Mariah Carey, I don't know her. Uh, I love that they're like, yeah. I, I don't know this woman. I am not aware of her. And the babe didn't even like check, like cross her T's. She wasn't registered as a volunteer and was only seen as one or two events and the group had only just learned about her shameful history. Oh my God, this girl's like sucks. Sucks. Because oh, it'd be <laughs> one thing like, okay, if you really had a come to heart moment, you're, you're, try, you're trying to give back to a community. Sure. But you're now using another community to be like this like white savior woman. I yeah. Don't that's because that's what she's trying to do. And it's like you showed up one time and you claim you're basically like the president of yeah. or that's whatever, like, like the ultimate volunteer. And it's like, yeah. oh, she came to like a potluck once. That's like, I went to Barry's boot camp once and that be me going around. So my body is my Barry's and like, you know, these are really good. Like they would be like, we don't know her. <laughs> that would be like, we you went to the smoothie bar one time at Barry's. <laughs> no, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> they do have good smoothies. They cost $88 basically, but. So, <laughs> um, so in June, 2020, uh, so this is very recent. She was quizzed in court about a, uh, the ni a 90 grand of spending between 2017 and 2019 on clothes, cosmetics, and a trip to, uh, multiple trips to Bali. Uh, she said that the wow. trip to Bali was to quote unquote, take leave of her situation in Melbourne. And she did not know who deposited the 1600 to support her travel. You guys don't right. just wake up right. with 1600 in your bank account? Just I mean, honestly, like I will say that you know, being sued is just like a bad vibe. And who wouldn't <laughs> want to leave Bali for Bali, you know? The, the one thing I agree with this girl doing, like, yeah, bitch, I feel like you probably need Bali more than ever right now. But alas. <laughs> yeah. But Bali doesn't need you. 
Bali doesn't need you. The Oromo community does not need you. The app store does not need you. This is so wild to me, especially because even through all these articles, like this girl was obviously very influential and there's really no mention of like people who took her advice and what happened to them. Well, that's what, that's, because that's the stuff that I hate the most about, because like, I know we laugh about like Anna Delvey and a Caroline Calloway. At the end of the day, Anna Delvey just scammed rich people. Caroline Calloway made you buy uh, mason jars. But this girl, like, I hate when scams go into the health realm so that she's trying, like, she's peddling this idea that you can heal yourself too with this instead of seeking medical attention. So she's endangering people. Yeah, I really hope that nobody with cancer took her advice. Like, God forbid. Um, Also, speaking of Caroline Calloway, I read an article, and I don't know what the update is on this, but I read an article that she had come out. She'd written this book called Scammer that was available for pre-order. And as of the date that it was supposed to ship, which was, I think, the end of August, like, it hadn't. And everyone was commenting on her Instagrams, like, hey, where's the book? I mean, my favorite thing is like, that's the book. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. y'all played It's not yourself. even a book. It's like an interactive, like, social media, virtual reality experience. Yeah. It's like, tr- you're just it- paying for the experience of like, whatever the fuck happens next. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's the ultimate you- scam. But I yeah, love it. I love it so much. I mean, I keep following her. I'm keeping that, I'm keeping that magic going. I also feel like every time I follow a new person, it's always like she's one of the people following them. She's she a very she prolific follower, and I respect it. I do. And sometimes she does engage well. She's a good engager with her following. Because she'll randomly like a post, and I'm like, you still follow me? What's happening? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll brag. I know. I'm like, guys, I am close with her. Like, after this episode comes out, I'm blocked. I'm like, got it. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Caroline, if Danny's you're listening, hey, girl. I was going to say, Danny's going to write an article in the cut for like $5,000. Oh, my God. I, I, it, what do they need? What do you guys want me to talk about? I will. I'll be like, what's, yeah. It'll be my, my um, app roulette. <laughs> That'll be, I'll sell it to them. <laughs> app roulette. Oh, man. Thank you for bringing that back. Not letting me forget it. Oh, we're not. We're setting it and not forgetting it. It's our crock pot <laughs> to make millions. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's it with Bell. I really do want some kind of like, I'm sure, I'm sure Australia's on top of it. I'm sure they have documentaries. If you know of any guys, please drop it in the DMs. Um, mm-hmm. I really would want to watch this. And also anybody from Australia listening, I want the insider tea about how she's being portrayed there. I can connect the dots and also reading the Australian publications. But I want to know what you all are talking about at like happy hour about this bitch. So. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say she's probably not <laughs> being portrayed super favorably. Oh, but no. But I also read in one article, like one article kind of looped her in with, or lumped her in with like Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. And what? I was like, well, that's not like totally fair. No, like Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow doesn't really, you know, m- most of her advice is not harmful. It's just like, don't do that to your vagina. It's unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, you want me to shove what, where? That's yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Not, she's not telling you to, that a jade egg will fix your life. Yeah. Or like little- cure cancer. Yeah. So justice for Goop. No, thank you. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that, but justice for <laughs> Goop. <laughs> yeah, and on, the, on that note, I think we need to leave and reevaluate ourselves for being such Gwyneth Paltrow stands, but that's for another time. <laughs> Truly, that is for another time, but don't worry. She will never take the place of our Lord, Savior, and Queen, Hillary Duff. <laughs> and also, like, I feel like we have, like, our, our Holy Trinity is, like, Hillary Duff, JoJo. Who's the third person? Whew. Hillary Duff, JoJo, 
I don't know. We have an opening. Please we leave have an us opening your for suggestions. Yeah. Yes, drop it in the group, not another true crime group. We have an application for Holy Ghost is open. <laughs> yeah, Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, guys, please follow us on Instagram at NATC Pod. Please also rate, review, and subscribe, especially right now. We could super appreciate a good review, a, good a five-star review. rating. If you want to put the third person in the review, because I know sometimes it's annoying to write like, oh, this is fun. Just leave who you think should be our third Holy Trinity <laughs> in there. Just for that. JoJo, Hillary Duff, and who else? We really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys just for listening to. Yeah, thank you. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. Also, that's my handle on Twitter and TikTok and everything out there. Ooh, yeah. You can follow me on every platform imaginable at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And also check out It's Venti Vents Instagram account. Who knows what I'm doing with it? We're doing something. We're doing fun stuff. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Betches.